Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and villagers of all ages, welcome to a very, very, very special edition episode of Antiochian Village Mount Rushmore. This, you know, it, it's very sad to say this will be our last episode of Virtual Camp, but, you know, stay tuned in the future. Of course, we will all hopefully be able to come back and have a couple extra bonus episodes, or we, we're not exactly sure what the future of this podcast is, but we do have something in the works, so stay tuned. But this will be our last episode of Virtual Camp. And with that, we had a very special idea that we wanted to do, and today's episode will be devoted to our beloved former camp director, Father Anthony. So I have two special guests who are gonna come on and share their experiences working with him and learning so much from him. So without any further ado, let's get into the introductions of our special guests. Our next guest has logged more hours on the angle ball field than anyone else in Antiochian village history. You will always catch him sporting the black and yellow to represent his team and he'll tell you God's team too the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you ever come across him on the angle ball field, do not fall for his no-look shot because it's deadly. It's father. Please congratulate him on his new role as camp director, Chris. Hey. hey so good to be Chris. here, Alex. Oh, we're happy to have you. This is, we definitely hey, hey. couldn't end the summer without having you. Oh, there you go. You're sporting your glasses for the angle ball. I got my, my angle ball sunglasses, man. When those glasses come on, it's all business people. You watch hey, that. <laughs> take it seriously. I thought you were talking about our next guest when you were talking about angle. Oh ball no, ball. no, you no, you you miss you misheard. So you know what? Good segue. <laughs> For our next guest, she hails all the way from Jacksonville, Florida. She used her firsthand experience learning to capture snakes in the woods of Pennsylvania from Father Anthony to now wrestle alligators in the Florida swamp. If you need your social media game improved or organized your desktop she's your girl it's natalie nessie salem hey guys hey natalie how's it going good thanks for having us alex oh you guys are two special guests i'm so so excited that we we're able to to get this done so obviously as you guys know today we're going to be talking a lot about father anthony sharing some stories and memories with him but first, maybe do you guys want to give like maybe either your first impressions of Father Anthony or how you met him or anything like that? Kind of. Why don't we start with Father Chris? Sure. I honestly don't remember when I officially met him in my life because I'm sure I was a lot younger than I remember. Uh, but what I remember for Father Anthony is when I was a hiker, I went session two and he was the session priest that year. And um, so he was my hike priest and just had a blast getting to know him. And then after that, was on staff with him and loved it. Of course, little did you know that you'd spend the next, you know, I don't know how many I summers had, with him. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Natalie, do you have a story? Yeah, to so before Father Anthony was camp director at the Antiochian Village, um, he was a, he was the parish priest at St. George in Terre Haute, Indiana, and I'm from Indianapolis. So occasionally, Father Anthony and his family would come up to our church for a different gatherings. So I think that was the first time I really met him. But um, my first memory of him actually was my first arrival day, session one, 2007. I was going through the registration line, and I remember him um, recognizing my name or recognizing that I was off the Indianapolis bus. Um, and he gave me a big hug, and I was super nervous. I found out on the bus um, 
or somewhere along the process that I wasn't good. I didn't know anyone in my cabin. Um, and so I was like super nervous, a little scared. And mm-hmm. he gave me a big hug and um, kind of eased all my, my nervousness away. So that's really my first impression of him. But then obviously was a camper for um, five, six years, CIT and counselor, and then went on to be full-time staff. Awesome. That's a great story. Wow. I love that story. Um, and then I guess I'll share maybe like a a little, like, this is just a funny story, but like, um, my sister went to camp one year before I went, she's my older sister. And so when when she came back, she was, of course, was raving about the village. She was telling me me and my brother, John, we had to go the next year and we we watched the camp video with her. And that's, I guess, my first impression of father Anthony's. (laughs) I remember they had a clip of one of the sermons. And I just, I don't know why, like it stuck in my head. And then the next year when I came to the village, I was like, oh, that's the guy from the camp video. So of course, little did I know, you know, he was, he was the one really running the show in those years. He was, of course, the camp director until this summer. Um, but yeah, that's just my funny, like random story or memory that I, about like my first impression of him. Um, and so of course you guys each were able to spend a few summers working closely with him. Do you guys want to share maybe a few things that you've learned from him or maybe um something that you just you took away from your time with him and things that really just define him as a person yeah um I can go first this time (laughs) okay yeah um I think the first thing that really struck me about Father Anthony once I started working at the village full-time and really even as a counselor and probably even as a camper but I don't really maybe didn't recall it at the time um Father Anthony I think is just so good and so patient um and just is so willing to teach you things. Like if you don't know how to do something or, um, or have questions about um, just really anything that village related or just faith-based, um, he's just so willing and so patient to teach you and help you understand those things. Like this is kind of a grosser one, but I remember when I was admin assistant, um, he was off doing something and a counselor came to me and said, our toilet is clogged in our cabin. And I was like, okay. And I ran down there with a plunger and I couldn't get it. And so I walk your father and he said, are you guys still down there? Are you still having trouble? I said, yeah, still struggling. Um, and he came down and spent probably 10 minutes teaching me like how to plunge a toilet. And that is a skill that, you know, hopefully I don't have to use very often, but (laughs) (laughs) at camp used it fairly often. So, but he was just so patient and like made it fun, even though it was like a very gross and like not a super, um, you know, not, not a cool thing to be teaching, but um, he made it really fun and made it memorable. And it's still something like we, j- we would joke about like if there was a clogged toilet, he'd be like, oh, send Natalie, taught her how to do that. So um, he's just so patient and so understanding and just so, um, I guess, willing could be the right word um, to just take the time out of his day, no matter how busy he is, to teach you anything that you need to know. So that's probably the thing that sticks out most. Of course. To me. And willing is such, that's such a great word to describe him because um, I'll use one of the words that Father Chris uses a lot that he made up is serve leadership, which combines service and leadership. And Father Anthony, to me, is the greatest example of serve leadership because for someone, I knew him as a camper, of course, but I didn't know him as well until last summer when I was able to serve on staff with him. And that's the thing I noticed is even though he's the leader and he's the camp director and he has, you know, so many important things that take up his time. 
if there's even like he's not above any task that that is required of him at the village like one example is like you know i, I remember as a camper him going to get um like using the snake catcher to get a snake out of the old dining hall or like you said plunging a toilet like that's if there's one task that someone who could be able to opt out of that would be, it, I would want to opt out of um, plunging a toilet. But of course, Father Anthony, always being a servant um, and helping out, of course, he was very willing to do that. So that's also a great story, Natalie. Yeah. Father Chris, do you uh, have any? Gosh, I mean, I've, I've literally been on staff here since like 2007, <laughs> which is when he started as camp director. And so it's just like, I mean, every interaction with him is something special because he's he's so humble and so behind the scenes. <clears throat> Excuse me. He never wants praise, right? And that goes back to when I was a hiker and he went on the hike with us. And the one thing that I remember about Father Anthony is that at the end of the session, he gave us all his CD. We were like, what is this? And what he had done was he had literally taken hundreds of pictures of our hike like with a camera um, and just gave us like had spent the night before, like burning all these pictures or uploading all these pictures onto these CDs. So each of us could have those um, for the rest of our lives. And I still have it in my house. Um, and so it's just like, wow, like he didn't want to be in any of the pictures. He wanted to take all the pictures and document everything so that we would have that uh, to remember our experience. And since then, I mean, literally every experience with him has been the same thing. Like you'll never see him. In fact, to a fault almost, it's hard to get him to accept any praise. Yeah. I mean, I remember um, when, when Aunt Steph was alive, um, memory eternal, of course, like, I mean, she didn't have a husband all summer, so mm -hmm. we would joke about it, and she would come to camp and visit, and we planned the one time, we were like, all right, we're gonna, like, get Father Anthony, we're gonna, like, sit him down and, and make him like hang out with you and have dinner with you. <laughs> so we literally took like a little card table and set it up and put like a tablecloth on it in the middle of the dining hall for dinner. Um, we got a couple of guys like Basil Dixon, I think. Oh, he played the violin. So Basil Dixon uh. like dressed up in a suit and like played the violin. I think it was Mark Cycle and Dale Cooper like dressed up in suits and were his waiters with like towels on yes. them and stuff. It's awesome. And they like served him dinner, but we literally had to get a rope and tie him to his chair <laughs> so that he wouldn't get up and like go do something else so that yeah. he would spend the half an hour it was with his wife and, and he did it joyfully with a big smile of course uh, so i mean i don't know how i got off on that but everything with father anthony he never wants to be the center of attention he hates that but he's always working so hard and giving so much oh absolutely and then so kind of our last question hopefully we can uh, get here hear even some more like maybe longer or funnier stories from you guys do you guys have any like one specific story or memory or it could be just a string of memories or whatever you guys want wherever you guys want to go with it of like father anthony that you, from your time at the village with him i guess yeah. let's start with natalie <laughs> okay well anyone can go um <laughs> the one story i think that really stuck out to me i have obviously some little stories here and there but um one story that kind of like stuck out of my mind where I really was like, this is my guy, like Father Anthony, like all the way. Um, yeah. I was a CIT session two in 2013 and my campers were 11, 12 years old. Um, and as a camper, I loved the overnight, like don't know why, always had so much fun um, and just really enjoyed it. So 
when I found out I had like 11, 12 year olds, I was like, okay, there's a chance they could go on the overnight. And mm-hmm. it was their first year going. And um, I can't remember when it was in the session, but they were missing a evening program that they were kind of excited for. And they weren't really looking forward to the overnight at all, but you know, we're trying to like hype them up, trying to get them excited. Sarah Shaughnessy was my counselor. Um, and we were trying so hard to like get them excited. And as we're walking past the lodge to go down to the overnight site, Father Anthony walks out of the lodge. And he's like, oh, guys, have a great time on the overnight. It's going to be so exciting. And me and Sarah are like, yeah, it's their first overnight, like trying to like show him that we were like trying to hype them up. Uh-huh. And, um, and he was like, well, yeah, it's going to be so great. And um, they were like, yeah, like uh, just not really into it. And Sarah and I were like, OK, this is going to be a long night. Um, but hopefully when they get down there, they'll have more fun. We get down there and we're like, we, we have a competition between the other cabin um, to get the most firewoods. So they're like getting a little more excited. And then as soon as we get the fire going and about to start dinner, it starts downpouring like rain, oh, like you've never seen at camp. Probably one of the worst rainstorms I've ever seen at camp. Uh-huh. And I, and me and Sarah just look at each other. We're like, oh goodness. Um, so the girls are in the younger night tents, just like hanging out. And we're like running back and forth, trying to get them food from the fire to the tent. Um, they're shivering. They're a little cold. They're just like, this is what we didn't want. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after we make dinner, we're, you know, we're soaking wet cause we've been out in the rain. Um, we're trying to like liven spirits a little bit and the rain calms down and eventually stops. Um, and we're sitting around the campfire trying to build it back up and we hear the truck come and we're like, Oh, it's probably the overnight coordinator. I don't remember who it is now, but, um, they're probably just coming to check on us. Like, that's nice. And the truck pulls up and Father Anthony comes out and he has a big like tub or cooler of corn because um, ours got like completely drenched. And, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he came and like brought like the device to cook the corn over the fire and cooked it for us and like helped us make s'mores and talked to all the girls and like helped liven their spirits a little bit. And I remember like the first thing he said when he walked up was, um, wow, you guys had a really eventful first overnight. And they were all like, uh, yeah, we did. Um, and to this day, probably one of my favorite overnights just because it was so, we had such bad circumstances, I guess you could say. But yeah. to me, we had like so much fun. And a lot of those campers um, I still keep in touch with or still go to camp. Um, and they still recall that overnight as being like so memorable because, you know, after he came, like he got to know each of the girls' names, where they were from. He answered some of their like questions um, and he just talked to them and like hung out with us pretty much all night. And then um, once the girls went to bed, we were cleaning up and he helped us like clean up all the stuff and try to get ready for the next morning. So, um, and I think that was like my first real interaction with him where I just saw him like completely drop everything and just be a servant and just serve where he needed to be and like remember like those girls are on the overnight their first time like I want to make it special for them and he really just went above and beyond um it was muddy it was gross and he just really made it such an eventful night for those girls and for us um, wow yeah that, that's, that's a- my that's my yes, Father Anthony story. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's a beautiful story, and that, that's yeah. so cool. that was kind of like your first like real like impression or interaction with him because you know like yeah. camper you kind of see him doing things but you don't exactly know what he's all about, of course. But 
I mean, nothing encapsulates it better than that story. Yeah, that was like my first time where I like realized like this guy's the real deal and mm -hmm. he would walk through fire for anyone. Yes. Um, and I think that's when I was like, okay, like this guy, <laughs> Father Anthony, is he, he's going to be the man. He's oh, the yeah. man. He is a man. He's a man. Wow, awesome. So I don't know how you can follow that one up, Father Chris. But. <laughs> <laughs> he has more. I mean, there's so many, but and honestly, the one that sticked out to me is much more solemn memory. Uh, and it goes back to literally the day that Aunt Steph died. Just, I mean, we're talking about his wife of 30 plus years and the way he responded to that. Um, so a little backstory, I had been planning to propose to Sophia, my wife, like that weekend, right? Because um, I knew that the only way I could ever surprise Sophia because she figures me out so well was if it was during the summer when there was no way I could ever leave camp, right? There's like no way that she would ever expect me to leave the camp. So I had been planning on this for like months to like, and Father Anthony had given me permission like months before that that weekend off, I was going to leave camp after session one and like go propose to Sophia while she was up on vacation up in Massachusetts. And that was the plan for months and I was looking forward to it. And he's my spiritual father, so like we talked about it and everything. And so then of course, Aunt Steph dies the day before camp ends. And I'm supposed to leave that night to go up to Massachusetts. And I mean, what a whirlwind, like we were, we were all just like rocked. And I remember that day so well and how devastated we were. Um, and of course, Father Anthony went right to the hospital to, to see her. Um, and just like an extremely emotional day. And so my first thought is, okay, like I'll propose at the end of the summer, like there's no way I'm going up to Massachusetts. I'm gonna stay here, I wanna be here with Father Anthony, with the camp, like help out here. He's like, there's no way I'm going up there. Yeah. He calls me like two hours after church or whatever, because we had liturgy that, that morning. We were in liturgy when she died. Um, for the Feast of St. Peter and Paul. And so he calls me like two, like an hour after church or whatever, and says, you have to go propose to Sophia. And like, he's in tears, I'm in tears. I'm like, there's no way, like, Father, no, like I'm, I'm here. And he just said, you have to do it. I need some good news. So he was assuming she was gonna say yes. <laughs> um, but he, he was an optimist, which I still appreciate. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so just the fact that I'm, I'm like tearing up now, just thinking about it, like the fact that like, I can't imagine, you know, I mean, his wife of 30 plus years, the mother of his children, his best friend, his partner, has just passed from this life to the next. And he thinks, to call me, the spiritual son, to call me to say, go do what you gotta do because I want good news. Like that just showed me so much like humility and like love and hope. And the fact that like from that moment on, I mean, he stayed so faithful. You know, some people when we lose loved ones, we get angry, we curse out God, we get mad at God, we lose faith in God. And yet he kept his sights on the resurrection and just kept saying, no, you know, she's she's in heaven. And um, he stayed so faithful to God through all of that. And that was just like an example to me. I mean, of course he was sad, but he was still faithful. Um, more faithful than ever, in fact. And um, 
the fact that he would call me at like what I assume is his lowest time in his life, right? The, the most devastating point mm-hmm. of his life and tell me to go. Like, I didn't want to. I wasn't going to. Yeah. I was going to postpone it. And her family understood because they knew I was coming. They're like, no, don't come. But he was insistent. Um, and I did. And he was the first phone call I made after she said yes. And he was just overjoyed, you know, and it brought joy to his life. And, um, wow. It really impacted me a lot. It still does today. And just hope to God it can be half the man that he is. And, I learned so much from him and with the guy and we have to catch up to he is and what what leadership. I mean, you talk about some leadership. Yeah, we learn we all learn from the best. Man, what a story. No words, no words. But yeah, that is oof, that is beautiful. I mean, like like I said, we all learn from the best, and that's thank God that we are all able to have um the impact for him to be able to have the impact on us and then hopefully you know, we can have, like you said, half the impact on whoever we interact um, in our lives that he has had on us. Wow. So Yeah, I guess before we wrap up the the episode, do you guys want to maybe give, you know, your quick, maybe final thoughts or just final wishes for Father Anthony as he moves on to his new parish in Indianapolis? Natalie, actually, once again, let's start with you because I know your parents, (laughs) that's, that's their church, right? Yeah, so I grew up in the St. George, Indianapolis, Fishers um, Parish. Um, So to Father Anthony, just thank you so much for all of the time and the energy and the love you've given us over the years. I know that's only going to continue. I'm even more excited to visit Indianapolis now because I know I have you to see um, Sunday mornings. And um, I'm just so thankful for his guidance and his He's, I, I mean, it warms my heart and just like really has still impacted me that he would trust to even hire me full time <laughs> at camp. So like, thank you for having faith in me. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for just always cheering me on in every phase of life. Um, I know that the St. George family in Indianapolis is just so excited to have you and they really are just so lucky. Um, and Hopefully, once all the craziness is over with this pandemic, um, we'll be up there soon to to see you in your in your new stomping ground. Awesome! Oh yeah, yeah. Father Chris. Yeah, I mean Saint George, Indy, you are a very very blessed parish. Oh, yes. <laughs> very lucky. You literally got one of the best guys in the world, and I'm so happy for them. Um, sad for us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I, I miss Father Anthony every day. I still haven't moved over into that office. Just can't. Um, <laughs> just, I, I love him more than words. You know, I mean, he, he really is like a father to me. He, he really is, and um, just miss having him here and miss seeing him every day and, and working with him every day. I still call him almost every day because I always have questions because mm-hmm. uh, he's got all the answers. Um, it's just you know, like God grant him many years, and I know. He's going to serve the church to the day he dies. And he's, that's just who he is. And the church, we are, we are so blessed to have someone like him to be an example, to be a workhorse. Um, and uh, just miss him dearly and wish him all the best in 
wish him many, many years of service and, and love. And I know that no matter where he is, young people hold the most, the biggest part of his heart. I mean, he just, mm-hmm. he loves young people, he loves working with young people, and he's so good at it and so passionate about it. And, um, I know wherever he is, the young people in Indy and the old people, everybody in Indy <laughs> is so lucky to have him. Because um, we're all young at heart, you know, at least we're called to do so. Yeah. Bless him dearly and wish him all the best. Wow. Beautifully said, Father. Beautifully said. And then, so I guess just me, on behalf of the campers, staff, alumni, and everyone, just there's all, the only way you can put it into words is just thank you. Thank you, Father Anthony. We love you. We wish you all the best. And we're always behind you. We always got your back. So, Natalie and Father Chris, thank you guys so much for being here. This is, I could not have imagined a better episode to end uh, Mount Rushmore this summer in virtual camp. And of course, to give Father Anthony a big thank you. So thank you guys both for being on today. Thank you, Alex. Thanks for having us, Alex. Means a lot. Love you. Love you guys. Love you guys. So as you guys know, this is the last thing that we're doing for a virtual camp. But, you know, throughout the year, let's, Let's use the momentum that we've had from this summer trying to stay together as a village community through technology and the internet. And let's, let's keep running with it throughout the, throughout the year. And hopefully we will be able to all be together again soon. So thank you guys. It's been a great one. And since Owen isn't here, I will say stay hungry.